the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. We are involved in a series of messages entitled Forward, and uh, we had a little break last weekend. Didn't you enjoy Pastor Robert Berger? Uh, tremendous uh, testimonies that he shared with us last week. But we are getting back into the series. We'll continue through the month of February in the series entitled Forward. And I want to continue to talk tonight about something we started a weekend before last, some facts that you need to understand, we all need to understand about going forward in our lives and why it is so important. Now, in this series, it's founded actually upon two passages of Scripture in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. So let's go back there and review where we are with this series and how, uh, what, was, what prompted us to look at this idea forward together. In Deuteronomy chapter 1, the children of Israel, it's a story where Moses is talking about the children of Israel having come out of their Egyptian slavery, their bondage, they've crossed the Red Sea, and God led them to a place called Mount Sinai. It's also called Mount Horeb as well. And there at Mount Sinai, God gave Moses what we know to be the Ten Commandments, the laws of God, the moral laws of God. And God writes them on tablets of stone, and those laws are presented to the people, and then God continues to unveil for his people the understanding of the worship laws, the ceremonial laws of how to approach him, and the priesthood, those kind of things, and then some civil laws that they needed to be aware of because they're a new nation having just come out of Egypt as slaves. And they've been there at this particular point by the time we get to Deuteronomy chapter 1. They've been at this mountain, Mount Sinai, for about 12 months, for about a year. And God comes and speaks something to them in this critical moment in their life journey. Here's what he says. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, again, that's Mount Sinai, the very place God gave the Ten Commandments. You've stayed long enough at this mountain. Would you say that phrase with me tonight? You have stayed long enough at this mountain. And then he says, break camp and advance. I want to stop there just for a moment because God got the attention of the Israelites there in that particular place after 12 months. They sort of settled in and God says, no, this is not your final destination. You've been at this mountain long enough. I want you to break up your camp, get all your tents up, all of your equipment. And I want you to, here's the key word, I want you to advance, which means I want you to go forward. And then he talks to them about where they are to go into the hill country, country of the Amorites, go to all the neighboring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, he says in the western foothills, in the Negev and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites 
and to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. And so he's talking about them moving toward the promised land because he describes it here in this verse. See, I've given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. God says, you've been at this mountain long enough. Break camp, advance, because I want you on your journey toward the promised land. As I mentioned back in perhaps late November, early December of 2021, as I was praying about 2022 and what I would share with you in this new year, I felt the Lord speak to me very clearly out of this passage and the other one that I'll read in just a moment, that God was talking to each one of us about having been at a certain place in our life long enough. Perhaps you've gotten settled into some things in your life long enough, and God is coming to us in 2022, and he's saying, I want you to break camp, and I want you to advance. It's time for you to move forward. I didn't intend for you to camp in this place of your life forever. There's a promised land I want you to journey toward. You go to chapter 2 of Deuteronomy, and Another similar passage, but it's a different set of circumstances. At this particular time now, God is speaking about 40 years later, and they've now made it through the wilderness for 40 years because of their disobedience, their lack of belief in God. And there's a lot there that I could talk about that I don't have time to talk about tonight. But once again, they've been going around a certain place, living in a certain environment for 40 long years, and God comes to them and says, then the Lord said to me, you've made your way around this hill country. What's the phrase again? Long enough. He says, now turn north, and north was toward the promised land. In both of these passages, God comes along and in essence gives them one clear word, and the one clear word that is our word for 2022, say it together with me, is the word forward. God wants you to go forward in your life. Why? Because your promised land is in front of you, not behind you. Your best in life is not behind you. Your best is in front of you. Your best is yet to come. And you and I have to make choices when God challenges us to go forward. And our choice will be either to respond to his bidding, to say, yes, Lord, I'm ready to move forward with you or to stay where we are. Or sadly, in some cases, people, instead of going forward, go backward. But God wants to motivate you and motivate all of us to take some steps forward. And I talked last weekend, or I should say weekend before last, about the fact that forward is not just a nice thing to do. It is a necessary action for your life. And it's necessary because there is one thing in your life that is always moving forward. And what is that one thing? It's called time. And time is always moving forward. And so you cannot stop time. And so some people stop their life, but time doesn't stop. And so God says, I want to teach you how to embrace the opportunities, the kairos moments, as we talked about two weekends ago in your life, so that you're moving forward with time. You're moving forward to the destiny I have in store for you is what God speaks to us in this season. That was the principle that I gave you two weekends ago that Moving forward is not just a nice idea. It's, 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 a, it's a necessary thing for your life if you're going to make it into all that God wants you to be. There are two other things that I want to share with you that are facts about moving forward in your life that I'll share with you uh, this weekend. 
Here's the first one. We're looking at three in total from the first weekend. But here's the first one for tonight. It's actually number two in this list that I'm giving you. Why don't you read it together with me? Forward isn't just for you. It's for the others around you too. Now that was pretty pitiful. Why don't we try it again? I think we can all read a little better than that. Why don't you read it with me? Forward isn't just for you. It's for the others around you too. When God calls us forward, it certainly is for you because he wants you to advance. God loves you. God has a purpose and plan for your life, and he he certainly cares about you individually. And your forward movement, your decision to move forward is going to affect very positive things in your life. But we need to open up the lens of the camera a little wider and realize that when God calls us forward, it's not just for us, but there's some other people in the picture. If you have a camera with a telephoto lens, you can single down to a particular person, but you get a wide angle lens, you can take in a whole group of people with a wide view. And so God is moving us from the telephoto lens about what's going on in your life. And he's reminding you that if you're going to progress to the promised land, he wants you to take some people with you. He wants you to see a wider range of the impact of your life. He wants you to understand that your decision in 2022, right now, as we sit together in this particular environment or watching online, that your decision and your relationship with God is not only going to affect you, it's going to affect lots of other people as well. Because no one lives their life really alone. You have a certain amount of influence in your life. And if you sit still in your spiritual journey, if you go backwards in your spiritual journey, other people are affected by it. And if you go forward in your spiritual journey, you actually create momentum for others to go forward as well. There's a very sad story in the Old Testament that I want to draw your attention to. It's in 2 Kings chapter 20. Let me set this up. It's about a king by the name of Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had been threatened by a a king from Assyria by the name of Sennacherib. And Hezekiah had sought God. And Isaiah the prophet had helped him out in seeking God and praying for him. And and Sennacherib had had been turned back from his attack upon King Hezekiah and Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. And so after this period of time, Hezekiah had seen a great miracle, but he let his guard down. And there was an envoy, a group of people from Babylon, another large country that was perhaps potentially in the future, indeed, in the future it did happen, in a potential enemy of Israel. And Hezekiah does something in a moment that is very unwise. It is not thinking about the future and the impact upon others. Let's go to the story and let's see what happens with Hezekiah and how it ties into our point. 2 Kings chapter 20, beginning in verse 13, Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses, the silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasuries. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. So here's this group of people who are from Babylon who will eventually show themselves to be enemies of Israel, and they come to visit King Hezekiah of Judah. And King Hezekiah comes and says, hey, look at everything that I've got. Let me show you my house. Let me show you all my treasures. Let me show you my armory. Let me show you all my stuff. Why? Because perhaps he was trying to impress the Babylonians, but it was not a very wise 
thing to do, as we'll see here now as the prophet Isaiah responds. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, what did those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, they came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? Isaiah asked. They saw what? Everything. They saw everything. Hezekiah replied, I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, listen to this message from the Lord. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to where were the, where was the where were the folks from Babylon? Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. Now stop there with me for a moment. And let's think about it. If, prophet, if the prophet Isaiah comes to you and says, that was a really dumb thing you just did. That's in essence what he's saying. And you've got to understand that because you did this, you've opened up a potential door to the enemy. They see the riches that you have here. And in the future, the same nation that you've just allowed to visit and see all of your treasures, they're going to come back and carry all of that off. But it's not just that they're going to carry all the stuff off, but some of your very own sons will be taken into exile. Would you agree that was pretty, uh, that should have been a fairly sad moment for Hezekiah? He should have fallen on his face and repented and said, what can I do to turn this thing around? May God be merciful to me and help me to change this circumstance. Uh, May God help me to turn this around. But notice what happens. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of the Babylonian king. Then Hezekiah, now Hezekiah is going to say something to Isaiah. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, this message you have given me from the Lord is, is good. And then he explains why. For the king was thinking, what was he thinking? At least there will be peace and security when? During my lifetime. Everybody say my. He was living his life for my. He was living his life for himself. He was not concerned about his sons being taken off and made eunuchs in the days to come. He was not concerned about uh, Judah being invaded. He was only thinking about himself in that moment. And what I want to remind us of today in our own lives is that you and I have to widen the lens of our life. And your life matters not just for you, but your life matters for other people as well. Other people are depending upon you as to where they will end up in their own spiritual journey. And there are only two things that are going to last with your life. Your life is not going to last forever. There are only two things that will last with your life. Number one, what you do for God and for his kingdom through the efforts of your own life. And second of all, what you impart to people coming behind you. Those are the only two things that will ever last in your life. And Hezekiah did not understand that. And sadly, oftentimes we do not understand it either. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Beginning in verse 19, he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There are lots of things we could talk about 
from these words of Jesus. But what I want to point out to you is that Jesus says, live with a focus that goes beyond your life. Live with a focus that goes beyond your own little world and your own my world and realize that your my world needs to become an our world, an expanded world that includes other people also in your thinking. One of the best things to understand in life is that you have something to give to other people and how you live impacts them as well. Think about how you can impact a person by the love that you show for God and for others, how you can impact people by the example that you set, by the wisdom that you gain and the wisdom that you share, by the disciplines that become a part of your life and thereby affect other people as well, by the instruction that you receive and the instruction that you give to others, by the values you hold on to and share with your children, with your children's children. Those things are extremely impactful to those coming behind us by the experiences you prepare, that you establish for those you have influence over. Think about your children for a moment. What kind of experiences are you setting up for them and their lives to experience God? I was thinking just this afternoon as I was thinking about the two years of COVID, especially that whole one year that we went without on-site church. Do you know that your kids were not in church for a whole year? A whole year, and for some of us, perhaps who are still not yet ready to come back, it's been now perhaps even longer than that, that your children have not been in the house of God. Let me ask you a question. We, all, we understand it from the educational side of things, but how about the spiritual side of things? What, what, where will your, your child be if you don't try to do some spiritual catch-up in their life? These are important questions for us to ask ourselves as believers because I don't want to be just worried about my lifetime. I want to be concerned about the lifetime of those coming behind me. How about you? Amen. And so going forward is not just about you. Hezekiah was only thinking about himself. And so you and I have to think beyond that. And realize that there are certain things in life that are extremely important to establish so that not only are we going forward, but we're taking others with us. Second thing I want to give you tonight, the third point in this message that we're unpacking in a two-part series. Read it with me. Forward. I'm trying to let you guys read it. You're okay, ready? We're just, this, is, this is a teaching church. Just understand this. Is not, I'm not a preaching church. I preach every now and then. The difference between preaching, you know when I'm preaching or teaching, is when my voice gets a little bit louder. Same context, okay? But right now it's teaching, so I want us to get this. Read it together with me. Are you ready? Ford isn't, but it's worth it. Ford's just not, not just about you. It's about other people also. And I just want to be really straightforward and upfront with you. Ford isn't easy, but it's worth it. It is not easy to go forward. Stalling out in life is easy. Anybody can just stall out. Doesn't take anything to stall out. Going backwards is easy. In fact, if I were to ask someone upon the platform and I were to just stand in front of them, I would, I would find it much easier to push them and tip them backwards than I would to pull them forward. Why? Because there's a gravitational element to it. It's easy to go backwards. It's easy to be stalled out in life, but it's hard to make a decision to consistently go forward. Going forward in life is hard. Jesus addressed this as well. Look at 
what he said in Matthew chapter 7. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Jesus talks about two gates, two roads. One is narrow and one is wide. One is small and one is large. God, Jesus says, you have to understand that if you're going to experience my blessing, it's, it's a narrow pathway. It's a, it's a little bit harder road. It's easy to take the wide gate because in the wide gate and the wide road, everybody's going that direction, but it's going to require something more of you to say spiritually, I'm not going to be like the world around me. Spiritually, I'm going to make a difference. I'm not going to let the comfort of my life and the, just the values of the world around me pull me in the direction that everyone else is going. I'm going to be the salmon that swims upstream. Amen? I'm going to have to go against the culture because let me remind you, the culture of our world is going one way. And let me tell you which way that is. Ultimately, it's the pathway to hell. It's the pathway to hell. In the month of March, I'm going to do an entire series on life after life. I'm going to talk about heaven, and I'm also going to talk a little bit about hell. It's a place that you don't want to go to. It's an environment that you don't want to experience in your life. You can have hell hereafter, but you can also have hell here and now in your life. Hellishness that affects lives so dramatically, and we have to make the decision to go forward, and it's not easy. It's not an easy road. It's not a wide path. It requires something of us. Let me mention some things that you're going to need to do if you're going to go forward in your life. First of all, you've got to make some critical changes in your life. Can I ask you tonight, as you think about your own life, whether you're here on site or watching online, if you had to take a piece of paper and write down, what's, what's the most critical change that I need to make in my life right now that will move me forward in my spiritual journey? Because God loves you and he wants to help you, but he can't make the changes for you. Okay. He can't make them for you. He, he, he will help you, but you have to set your sail in the right direction. You've got to make, we have to make some critical changes. We're going to have to let go of some acquired comforts in our life. So what are you talking about, Pastor? Well, sometimes that acquired comfort is that, that extra 15 minutes of sleep in the morning when you need to get up and pull your Bible out and spend a little bit of time of reading. And you say, my goodness, my life is already full. I'm not sure if I have enough time to read my Bible or do some prayer time in the morning or in the evening. But I'm going to lay aside some comfort. Why? Because going forward isn't easy. Okay? It's never easy to go forward but it's the right thing to do. And so sometimes it requires letting go of some of these uh, require, acquired comfort. Sometimes you just have to face down some, some very stubborn giants in your life. Anybody have any giants in your life that have loomed over you for a period of time and stopped your progress and tried to tell you that you weren't, you weren't going to make it spiritually and you, you felt that enemy that has encroached upon your life? It might be an addiction. It might be a relational situation. It might be a financial problem. It might be some other area of your life that you haven't been able to overcome and God's saying it's time to stand up like David did with Goliath and face down the giant. It's going to require a fight, but the fight is worth it. It's worth it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. You've got to face some stubborn giants in your life. You've got to drive out some determined squatters in your life. 
I'm going to come out. That might actually be some people in your house, okay? <laughs> be careful who you let into your world, amen? Let me say that again. Be careful who you let into your world. And there's some of you that have let some folks into your world that their presence in your world is robbing something from your life. And so you've got to be willing in a nice and loving way to say, I'm not going to live with this restriction in my life anymore. Why, as I've talked to you about before, your friends, your environment, your companions are going to determine your future. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word. And make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.